Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Wallace here with Balling Down South. I got another interview today on the interview. This is our third interview of the day, our final interview. And I can tell you this next guest I have on here is not new to basketball as well. She's definitely, she's a graduate of Louisville uh, Cardinals, University of Louisville. Helped the Cardinals to the NCAA championship game in 2009 and to the Sweet 16 in 2010. She led the team in scoring as a sophomore, people, as a sophomore. Tied the school record for three-pointers in a game, and she was a member of the 1,000-point club before uh, leaving Louisville. I can tell you, they call her Big Shot Becky for a reason. I'm going to definitely uh, get her on here and ask her where did that name come from because we know big-time players make big-time plays in big-time situations. So I can tell you this, before we bring her on, we're going to give you a blast from the past. All right, we're here with uh, Becky Burke from Louisville. Becky, uh, talk a little bit about your invitation to this event. you got to be pretty excited to be down here. Yeah, it's an honor to be here, and um, I'm glad that I get to share this experience with seven other great girls and great shooters. Now, we got your Louisville men's team in the Final Four. A lot of Louisville fans are going to be in the area. I'm sure you have pretty good representation down here. That's got to be pretty exciting, huh? Yeah, I have a lot of people coming, and uh, hopefully I can give a little preview of what our men are about to bring this weekend. So uh, I'm excited. And, uh, you know, shooting off the rack is different than shooting in regular games. Uh, you got a strategy going into this? Um, I've been practicing, like, all week. So uh, strategy is to make as many shots as possible, and uh, I'm going to do my best. Ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and introduce the new USC Upstate women's head basketball coach, Becky Burke. How you doing today, coach? <laughs> After watching that, I mean, I'm doing great. <laughs> now, I said, I said she's going to get a kick out of this, but I said, I'm going to give her a blast from the past. I found that on the internet. I was like, man, yeah, this is going to be pretty good. So how's the, how's, the, how's the family, how's everybody since this pandemic is going on? Uh, we're doing well. Just getting through it, just like everybody else, trying to – just every day do the best we can with with the situation that we've been given well we're gonna jump right into it just so that the people that's watching this interview don't know exactly who becky burke is i want what i want to know where did where did the uh big shot becky nickname come from yeah so i think kind of like you said i just you know throughout my career in louisville i was put in a lot of really good positions to be um you know late in the game and in positions where I needed to make a big shot. And, you know, my coaches and teammates put me in those positions. And luckily I was able to more times than not make those shots. So that nickname uh, just kind of found its way to me and stuck ever since. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, Coach. So when did, when did you originally start playing basketball uh, yourself as a player? I started probably taking it serious in like sixth or seventh grade. I was kind of a late bloomer. I was a swimmer up until that point, and that was kind of my first love. But, yeah, from about sixth and seventh grade on was really, you know, I took it as my primary sport and just focused on that completely. Well, how did uh, Louisville get – you get on Louisville's uh, radar uh, during recruitment? You know, did they recruit you early or they waited till your senior year? Yeah, actually, uh, what's funny is I actually signed with the University of South Carolina and there was a coaching change there. And so then I got my release from, from South Carolina and um, Louisville was one of the first schools to contact me once I got my release. And so obviously, you know, Coach Jeff Walls, Stephanie Norman, you know, that, that crew, um, that was my first visit. I had probably five or six visits lined up after I got my release and I didn't leave that visit um, uncommitted. I signed right there on the spot when, wow. I, when I visited there, so yeah. Well, no, t talk a little bit about your, your when you first got into coaching. Uh, looking at your resume, you, you've done a lot of coaching, assistant coaching. You've done other things on basketball staffs other than actually being a coach as well. 
Yeah, I mean, when I got done playing professionally overseas, I knew that I wanted to stay in the game and I knew that I, I probably wanted to go the coaching route, but I had never actually done it. So um, my first foot in the door was um, out at Cal State Fullerton. I was the director of basketball operations for Darren Park um, and his staff out there for one year, which gave me some really good experience. And, you know, after that season, I decided, like, I really want to be on the floor coaching as opposed to in this, this administration role. Um, so after that, I, I had my first opportunity as a Division II assistant. And then from being a Division II assistant, I tr transitioned to being an NAIA head coach. And then after being an NAIA head coach, Division II head coach. And now uh, my first job at the Division I level, which is super exciting for me. And, and uh, it's, it's all happened really, really fast. Yeah. Well, I've seen some, of the, some, some videos from some of the places you've been. And definitely from what I read, you are a fiery coach. So I know you get excited just as, just as much as your players get excited because uh, you've been there, done that. And I guarantee you, if they don't do something the way you want them to do it, you'd be like, I may, do I need to show you in? <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk a little. Think, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Fiery is probably the word that most people say when they describe me. So it's funny that you say that. But yeah, definitely. Um, just really passionate about the game and about my players. Now, now getting to getting the job at USC Upstate, how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, you know, the hiring process, you know, after the end of every year is it seems pretty standard where there's a lot of jobs that come open at, at around the same time every single year. But this year with the virus and, and COVID and all that type of stuff going on, it's just I think it was a little bit of a different time frame. And I was not like actively looking to leave Charleston. And, um, you know, this is a job that I think was one of the later ones that came open. And um you know, the more I looked into it, the more people that talked to me about it, the more I just realized that it was a potential really good fit. And, you know, for me, that was the most important thing that you don't take a job because it's division one, that you take your next job because it's a really good position for you to be successful and really do something there. So I, I found all those things at USC Upstate and, you know, here I am. Now, I know you haven't been been there that long. Uh, how has the, you know, the community there at Upstate has, uh, you know, taken you in? Yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks, but, you know, everybody on campus, um, everybody in athletics, obviously, everybody that I've run into just on campus in general has been has been amazing. And, you know, I've been out downtown to eat dinner, you know, a few nights and just, it seems like almost every night that somebody recognizes me or, you know, welcomes me to USC Upstate. So it's it's really cool, the support of the community and the support of, support of the university as well. Well, you know, that's something good to have, uh, you know, behind a program, you know, the community accepting the head coach and, and things will go there. But, you know, they're going to be looking for you to, to bring some wins in there up that upstate in the Big South Conference. So uh, so have you been able to talk to any of your new players that you're going to be coaching at all? Yes. So actually the day that I was announced, um, our athletic director, you know, Daniel Feig, he got me on a Zoom call with our uh, with our team and I got to just address them really quick as a group. Um, and then, you know, the, the next couple of days after that were pretty hectic. But since then, it's been really great reaching out to them individually, talking to them on the phone, texting and just starting to build those relationships because that's where it starts. Any can, by talking with them, and I don't know if you can or not, can you see that uh, where you can probably probably going to see some of your leaders or have you been able to look at any video footage, any games from last season of these guys? Yeah, I think more so in talking to them and just kind of seeing, you know, in our group chats, who's taking the lead, who's who's really organizing things without me having to kind of hold their hand. And, you know, um, the players that are reaching out and just really being, you know, assertive in terms of like what the next step steps are for our program. How can they relay messages to their teammates? You know, from from that standpoint, yeah, I've definitely seen a couple of them step up and 
Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think the best part about a new coaching staff is every single player has a fresh start. And, you know, if, if you want to be a leader, then go ahead and be that. You know, if, if you didn't like, you know, who you were to the last coaching staff, change that for us, you know, and, and be who you want to be these next couple years. And especially with this new staff coming in, just form your own identity and, and um, from the from the very start. Now, with, with all the, the knowledge and the experience that you have, you know, from the lowest level all the way up to the highest level at the professional league, what do you think you can contribute and in, in instill in your ladies uh, there at UNC, USC Upstate? Uh, I really feel just, you know, it, it, it starts in recruiting, but, you know, at, during their time at Upstate as well, just the fact that I can relate to them and I have walked in their shoes and I have been there and I have done that and I've done it at a really high level, you know. So there's really nothing that – they're going to go through during their days or their weeks or months or, or years at Upstate that I haven't gone through myself. There are so many struggles and so many things that, that go on in your life outside of basketball as well that like I, they can just feel comforted, comforted in coming into my office and, and saying those things to me and venting and, you know, really just being able to relate to my players because, you know, I'm still pretty young and I, I was them not too long ago. So I think that's been the main thing that, that I'm excited for is for them to be able to have that relationship with me. Now, so what are what are some of the guidelines that you guys, uh, your athletic director yourself, all have talked about? You know, with uh, dealing with the COVID and bringing players in to work out and stuff of that nature. Yeah, it's been kind of a waiting game, waiting on the NCAA in terms of what they were going to do and what dates we could start, and that kind of just happened, you know, yesterday. So um, it's it's been a little bit of a waiting game for the NCAA to do their thing. And then you obviously have to follow the state guidelines and the university guidelines. And I know we're safety first and foremost. So to us, that's the most important thing. You know, at the end of the day, basketball comes second to, to our safety and making sure these young ladies and their parents and their families feel safe sending them back to school. And, you know, we are going to follow all the guidelines that we're given. And obviously it's going to be a learning curve and a learning process for all of us because we haven't had to deal with this before. Right. But um, no, we're gonna do it as safely as we can, and and you know as much as much as I want them back, and as badly as I want it to be tomorrow, I understand why everything's happening the way that it is. Now, what basically is your your coaching philosophy when it comes to coaching players and what you expect out of them? Yeah, I think you know my philosophy starts with just the relationships that you have with your players, and I think you know the the style that I coach would be described as like you said, fiery. I coach them hard. I, I'm very brutally honest with them, you know. But I feel like I can be all of those things because I do have a really good relationship with my players, and I feel like any coach that has good relationships and authentic relationships can coach their players a lot harder without them taking it personally. Um, and, you know, those things aren't formed overnight. So, again, that's something that I'm really looking forward to to having at USC Upstate and to starting those things now. And hopefully those relationships grow and can do that in, in a really real, authentic way so that at the end of the day, we can get everything we can out of these guys. And they'll just play so hard for, for my staff and I because they do respect us, have that relationship with us, and, and we respect them too at the end of the day. Now, if a, if a if a if a kid wanted to come play for your program, you know, coming coming out of high school, uh, basically, what are you looking for in a player when you're trying to recruit a player to play for your program? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you look for the person that they are, and not just the player that they are. Obviously, academics is huge. You know, the the type of person um, that they are to 
you know, people in the community, the reputation that they have in terms of just being a, a, a very well-rounded, all-around good person because you don't want headaches and people that, you know, are, are really going to cause problems in your program or cause problems for the university or for your community. So I, I look for really good people. Um, and then, you know, obviously I, I look for people that can play as well. And so um, <laughs> for us, you know, we're really looking for people that are going to fit into the culture of what we want to build here. And that's that winning mentality, just high, high level competitors that just refuse to lose people that can obviously put the ball in the hole and defend. I mean, that's going to be the name of the game. You know, obviously you've got to sit down and you've got to guard every night, but I think where this team struggled the last couple of years is on the defensive end of the floor or on the offensive end of the floor, putting the ball in the hole. So obviously you got, you got to be able to do, be a well-rounded player or well-rounded person. But for us, the intangibles being that fierce competitor, gym rat person that just, just wants to come in and do the right things and be a great leader or a great follower, a great teammate, you know, um, somebody that just buys into the vision of what we have for this program. And that's ultimately to play for, for some big south championships now have any of your competitors other teams in the big south conference uh reached out to you congratulating you uh coming to upstate anything like that at all yeah i got i got a lot of love on twitter from a lot of assistants a couple head coaches in the league um i actually don't have a uh, usc upstate email yet so that's <laughs> coming so i'm sure i'm sure once that comes uh, a few more people will have a little more access to me. But yeah, social media was crazy when I got announced. Um, and so I just really appreciated everybody reaching out and showing the love and just, you know, wishing me the best of luck. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of those coaches came from our conference. Well, I can say this since you, you mentioned, we mentioned social media, what do you, you know, with, with start going back to the young kids and, and you're recruiting, what, what do you feel about social media, good and bad? What can it do for you? Because, you know, I talked with a coach earlier today about branding and, you know, nowadays social media, that's basically college coaches go look at that in your history and stuff of that nature. What are your take on, on the social media? Yeah, I think it's a game changer. And I say that because I think it's a game changer in a good way for players. And I think it's a game changer in a bad way for players. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of stories about, it hasn't happened to me personally when I, when recruiting yet, um, but I have heard you know coaches that are really close to offering a kid, and then you know something pops up on their timeline, and it's a complete turnoff and a complete red flag. Um, so that, that that's a game changer in, in a negative way. And then I also think, from a, a positive standpoint, you getting yourself out there and getting getting your name on a billboard, so to speak, and, and putting your highlights and your stats and, and clips of you and reaching out to coaches like. We didn't have all that when I was being recruited. And, and so it's just a really, really unique tool that, you know, you're, you're crazy if you don't take advantage of it. Now, as, as a coach, and, and we stand on the recruiting topic, um, if a, a kid got a highlight, what do, what do you as a coach expect to see in, in a highlight? And do you want full game for him? Yeah, I think uh, when you're talking about highlights, I think they can be – Obviously, they're accurate sometimes, but I think they can also be really misleading. <laughs> so if you see a highlight on a kid and, and you like it, well, you also have to follow up and do your homework and say, you know, who are their AAU coaches, who are their who are their connects, who are their high school coaches and things like that to make sure it's not just a highlight reel um, and make sure that they, they can do that on a consistent basis. Um, so I think they're misleading sometimes. I also think you definitely need to see see game film after you watch those highlights. But I think the highlight reel, especially on like huddle, I think that's a really unique tool to be able to um, spark interest of a coach, but they're definitely going to dig deeper after they watch that highlight. 
Now, I don't know if, you, if you're going to get down here to the, you know, the Alabama area and try to do some recruiting, but I can tell you it's a lot of kids down here that can play. A lot of young ladies can play some basketball down here. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we started Balling Down South to help them, uh, you guys, get notice these uh, kids that normally don't get noticed by the media. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, why we brought you on here today so you can explain to them so they can see, hey, college coaches are looking and things that they're looking for. If you can yes. talk to a kid – and if you could talk to a kid today uh, that they're going into their senior year, uh, about to go to college and try to play at the next level, what would you tell those kids? Oh, man, I would tell them just to really keep keep a small circle of people that you trust and to really take take advice from people that have been there, that have experience, that have played at the college level or know what it's like to play at the college level. And I would just say, the most important thing that a high school senior going on to play at the next level um, can do is really just um, work out before they get to college at the speed that they're going to be going when they get there. And I think just that level of speed, both defensively and offensively, if you're working out half speed or at high school pace, when you get to college, it's just going to be a whole new ball game for you. So I think getting surrounding yourself with, with other players that you're working out with that go at that speed, that go at that pace, that go as hard as you're going to go in college. Cause I think the speed of the game on both ends of the floor is probably the biggest difference. Um, and again, just really taking advice, picking brains and making sure that you're doing your homework on, you know, what, what can I expect when I get right. to the college or university of my choice? And you know that it's funny you say that because myself and my, one of my other co-hosts, we always say there's levels to this thing because you can. Have, we, my son, well, and you'll probably get to know who he is. He plays for Charleston Southern University. He'll be going into his senior year, and you know okay. I, I've been to I've been to a game there at Upstate, so I, I I've been to your facility there. Um, and when he comes home, he plays with some of the other kids. They want to play with him because they know they're trying to get to the level where he is. And you can definitely see the difference between the way he plays and the other kids. It's, it's he's at a different. He hit other gears that they can't hit, and you like you said, you you've got to play around, surround yourself with with talent, with people that's already there or been doing that before. So uh, definitely, we we thank you for coming on the network today. Uh, definitely get you back on again. Yeah, we we would love to see some Alabama players up up here at USC Upstate. So spread the word. Tell them to email me. <laughs> All right, great. You know we you know they got South Alabama down here and a lot of them, those other schools. But we we're, we're gonna try to help send some that way too to Utah. Uh, yes, sir. Call me. Yes, yes sir. This is like uh, this is USC head women's basketball coach Becky Burke. How you doing, coach? And definitely keep uh winning, keep going, and we'll be watching you guys this season. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, coach.